there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Dude, I am just basking. Basking in the in the, the, the glow, the afterglow of four inches of rain in a day. In three hours. God, we started with, I mean, not 10 seconds in did I start talking about weather. Sorry, everyone. Well, we, we were even, we were even, uh, DMing about weather. Well, you had a to. tornado yesterday. Yes. And in, in Morton. Morton, which isn't too far from Lubbock. Nope. There's a picture of the tornado that they were posting in these storm chaser groups, but in it, it's a good old farm boy playing in the field. You got to get that cotton in the ground, man. You got <laughs> to, you got to beat the deadline. Literally. Crop insurance, man. You got the tractor and the planter in the yep. foreground, the tornado in the background. Michael pointed out because the tractor was still in the middle of the field, he was still working. Oh yeah, I, I doubt he, <laughs> I doubt he abandoned ship midfield. No, because I was thinking like he's probably like oh, I can make another through. Because <laughs> if, if he at was least getting, maybe around, I don't know. We'll see. Getting back to this truck, or like somebody came to pick him up, it yeah. would have been at the edge of the field. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have driven through the field. You know, I, I don't want to stereotype, but farmers are not distance runners. You know, it's just not a, it's just not a thing we ever did. And and if you've ever tried to run in plowed soft ground, no. yeah, you know, Mike Leach should have had a plowed, a cultivated red dirt pit that would have been worse than a sand pit. Yeah, for it sure. is, it is, it is rough. I, okay. So we've transitioned from weather to farming. How are you, man? What's going on? Should we, I, um, should we talk some te- tech something? Maybe we will. We'll get there eventually. We will. We've got, we've got a... Lots of baseball to talk about. Some weirdness with the standings and seedings yes. for the tournament, which have changed today. Not the not the seedings for the tournament, but the standings. The website has updated since noon. I don't know what it means. And it's strange because like you would the seedings and the standings no longer match. No. And I wonder if I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't work in the big We're gonna office. we're gonna call Bob. We're gonna get Bob on the line. We've got I see that in our notes that you've you've got Bob Bowlesby coming on in the third or fourth segment. We'll, we'll see if we can get him. Um, Been trying all day. It's almost as if we have a Patreon with some special interviews. Ah, we shout out, shout out to the, the gambling gauchos for, yes. for really taking off and, and providing the people, the content that people really need. Yes. Check out, check out our boys at the gauchos gambling gauchos. That's with, just an N at the end of gambling. You say There's it. There's a G in there. It's spelled like you say it. Gambling. No, gotcha. no one says gambling. Oh, we got a big meeting tomorrow night. We do. Meeting, meeting of the of minds. The oh, there it is. Same page, bro. It's not like we've been doing this for five years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, could be some exciting 
exciting new things coming. That's true. In the world of podcasts. The world of Texas Tech podcasts, of which there Texas are many. Tech content. Content. Because content creators. Content creators, which we are. Speaking of creating content and finding us places, you can find us on Twitter, at 23Personnel. Me, Spencer, at PuntSuck. Michael, at Michael underscore LBK. You can also find us over on ColorCast, which is where we are broadcasting this very second. If you're listening to the recording, you missed out. You could have heard this last night. Preview. Sneak peek. You could have been talking with us. Yeah. Sharing us your thoughts. Giving us secret barbecue tips. Just the tip. ColorCast. Live audio-only sports talk platform. Free to download and to use. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Or listening to your favorite podcast when they record live. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link to Twitter, follow us at 23Personnel. You'll be notified when we go live, which is Tuesday evenings, 8.30, 9.30, whenever we get around to it. Come with your spiciest takes. All right, Michael. Yes. Baseball. Yes, I feel the need for speed. That reminds me of uh, Top Gun, which I know we're talking about later. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk some Top Gun later. I need to rewatch it. I, I watched the original recently. That's the only one. Well, I didn't like So you're good. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to baseball. <laughs> okay. Left field. Well struck. Desloni picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second. Throw. Out in second. Big 12 regular season has come to a close. Texas Tech finishes at 36 and 18, 15 and 9 in the conference. And here's where it gets strange, Michael. When I put the notes together yesterday, Texas Tech was listed on the Big 12 site in their official standings page as second. Today at noon, they were listed at second on the so official much, standings page. So much so they got the second seed in the tournament. And that's the the way it's Scheduled. Correct. Texas Tech will play Kansas State tomorrow, Wednesday. However, as of 9.32 p.m. on Tuesday, May 24th, Texas Tech is listed third in the standings. Behind a team you swept, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oklahoma, who has the uh, the beef here, listed fourth. The, the, the most beef. legit beef. Because they were, okay, when we first looked... It was Texas Tech second, OU third, Oklahoma State fourth. Mm-hmm. It is now 
Oklahoma State has leapfrogged us both, and Oklahoma State is second, Tech is third, OU's fourth. Oklahoma State, I, I mean, all three teams have the same Big 12 record, 15 and 9. Oklahoma State has even the same regular season record. As Texas Tech, yes. But they should not be above Tech. No. After getting swept. 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 Absolutely swept at home in Stillwater. And then OU, like you said, they're the ones with a legit gripe. Because they just came off of a season, uh, uh, or you know, they they took three out of four against Texas Tech. Even though I don't think that fourth one's going to count, but it might. Well, they still they took two or three. Yeah, absolutely. In the, yeah, in the conference games, same Big Twelve record. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't which know what, Oklahoma State grad was fiddling with the standings <laughs> page today, but we caught you, man. Put it back. Yeah, it, I thought. Well, maybe they. Maybe there's some alphabetical thing going on. No, none of that makes sense. Oklahoma would be first. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Anyways, um, for all intents and purposes, you finished second. At, at the very least, tied for a second. A three-way tie for second. Yes. Funny enough, not an outcome we discussed last week. No. Because <laughs> I thought if you, you went did, through several possible... Well, we went through four. More than several. You know, if Texas Tech went 3-0 on the weekend, that means they won the conference outright. If they went 2-1, and one, they'd share a title with TCU. If they went 1-2 and two and Baylor won a game, you drop to 3. Or if Oklahoma State swept Baylor, you drop all the way down to 4. Correct. But you won one game, and yet you didn't fall to 3rd or 2nd. or I mean 4th, you're 2nd. So, anyways... Big 12 season awards came out today before we talk about the tournament and seating and all that kind of stuff. I want to go through some of those. Um, I was listening to the, the afternoon show on the score today. Okay. And they mentioned that the big 12 finally got player of the year, right? Because it used to be the best player on the team that won the conference title this year. They were like, they got, they, they got it right. Cause they, they absolutely picked the best player, which is first base, Ivan Melendez for Texas. And he absolutely crushed everybody. He did it to, to you. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he was w- there. He was one of the bright spots yes. in that weekend where they they lost the series when they were expected to to win that. Um, of course, you could say, well, I mean, he's playing for Texas. Of course, he's got the, the benefit. No, no, he, he, was just, he was just really good. Um, but Big 12 pitcher of the year is your Brandon Birdsell. You were Big 12 Freshman of the Year, Hudson White. You didn't get Newcomer of the Year. That went to Oklahoma's infielder, Blake Robertson. There it is. And then Coach of the Year, Kirk Sarlos, first year at TCU, got a conference title. Yeah, uh, that's uh, a pretty good way to get Coach of the Year. Yep. You had two guys, two players on the first, all Big 12 first team, Brandon Birdsell and Jace Young. Then you had... Five on the second team, catcher slash first baseman, Cole Stillwell and Hudson White. Shortstop, Kurt Wilson, left fielder, Easton Morrell, and then pitcher, Andrew Morris, who could have made an argument for first team as well, being that his first loss of the season came against Oklahoma in this last weekend of the season. Yes, yes. 
not saying Bertzel didn't, didn't deserve it. His numbers were fantastic. Um, honorable mention pitcher, Derek Bridges, DH Ty Coleman, third baseman, Parker Kelly and right fielder, Owen Washburn, who also made the all freshman team alongside Mason Molina and Hudson white. Now I'm not usually a, uh, pro big 12 guy. I'm not like a go conference. Rah, rah. However, today, and maybe, maybe because I've, I've seen my own players play in a all-star type format. What do you mean your own players? In little league. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're like, I wanted them to do well. And I wanted the team to do well. I was like, man, I had pride in the Cooper coach pitch team. I just, I do want everyone to know that Spencer's wearing a Cooper coach pitch league shirt and a big 12 conference cap. That's backwards. Oh, my bad. This is a Texas tech shirt and a coach pitch hat. Well, it's not. Okay. Anyways, I was just my, trying to make a joke about how you just love conference affiliations. Oh, yes. No, I'm sorry. Missed and, that it, joke. and it fell. It just, yeah. Right over my head. I am interested, though, like exhibition style even. Put, put the conference first team team together and, 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 and play like a tournament up in Omaha. Do the, you know, seed it one through four or whatever. How would you, how would you seed it? Well, you'd probably go like, SEC, Big Twelve, just seems Pac like that's twelve. ACC, forget the Big Ten, they suck. Well, but then you've <laughs> got to have like a, uh, you know, what league is Dallas Baptist in, or Grand Canyon? Those kind of outlier Texas teams. State. Yeah, Texas State. Yeah, but what conference are they in? But I think a. Uh, Big 12 all-conference team would obliterate uh, Midwest Sky all-conference team or whatever. Yeah. Midwest Sky. Whatever. <laughs> October Sky conference. Joke of a conference they play in. <laughs> Speaking of a joke of a conference, you see DBU like didn't even win their conference? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. You know why? Because they pitched backwards. They pitched in the midweek. Their best guys, which ramped up their RPI, which I think is why you're going to see a lot of people combat the RPI as a major dis- deciding factor for postseason participation. Didn't mean to. Well, coupled with alliterate that, but no, it's just delightful podcasting because then you saw teams like TCU and Texas A&M dropping. Yes. Midweek games that would have hurt their RPI, even if they had won it. That's where I was going. And I believe it was Rob that said it, our main man. Friend of the show, Rob Rowe. Yeah, friend of the show, Rob Rowe. I believe he's the one that said, like, they should be saddled with a forfeit. If you're going to drop a conference or that one of these games for no other reason than to avoid the RPI hit, you should be hit with the, 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 the forfeit because you scheduled it. You knew there was a possibility. Anyways, there have been teams manipulating the RPI system in, in both directions, right? Like, we, 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 we thought... Grand Canyon and the Dallas Baptists of the world were saving some of their better pitching for the midweeks when they had the, the stronger opponents and then not really worrying about it or being able to get through their, their conference without their best guys. And on the flip side, teams in Texas <laughs> dropping midweeks to avoid the, the, the RPI hit. So all that to say, 
all sure, conference. Sure, you you you, you want to do an all conference? You can expand to an eight team field. Well, I but just I think, think that you should SEC, Big Twelve, Pac twelve, yeah, Pac twelve, ACC. That would be a really entertaining little four team tournament. I think seeding should be done by a a, a lottery or something, though. That's all I was getting at. Okay, because sure. then how do how do you you know how how do you I guess pick. I went on on reputation alone, but that's that's you would get a lot of people yes pissed off. At that. Oh yeah, yeah. It should just be like a lottery system. How how you get seated? Sure. But I mean, okay, draw out of a hat. Let me let, let me let me go over the all Big Twelve first team. Bob Bowlesby's bowler hat drawing. You just pull. And tell me that this team wouldn't which number do okay. some damage. I'm ready. Texas catcher Silas Arduan. Infielder Maui Ahuna from Kansas, who entered the transfer portal, and yes, please, the dude hit like 450 <laughs> on the year. Infielder Peyton Graham from Oklahoma. Infielder Tommy Sacco, Sacco from TCU. Infielder Ivan Melendez from Texas, one of the only unanimous first-team selections. Infielder Jace Young from Texas Tech. Outfielder J- Jake Thompson from Oklahoma State. Murphy Staley from Texas, Austin Davis from West Virginia, D.H. Griffin Dorshing from Oklahoma State that hit that home run that may not have landed yet. Yes. Utility player Nolan McLean from the Cowboys. Then your starting pitchers, Jake Bennett from Oklahoma, Justin Campbell, Oklahoma State, Pete Hansen from Texas, Brandon Birdsell from Texas Tech. Then your relievers, Roman Fansalkar. Oklahoma State, Luke Savage from TCU, and Trey Braithwaite from West Virginia. I think that'd be a pretty good ball club. They'd win a couple games. I think I think that'd be really fascinating. Anyways, um, all that to say, you had quite a few players come up. Again, we talked about getting caught up in the in the midst of the season, being disappointed for a team that finished second in the conference with a chance to win the dang thing on the final weekend. Now, isn't that just a little spoiled? It is a little us? spoiled. It's so much so. We that, need to look in the mirror, Spencer. That I think that even when you talk about postseason play, you're getting the benefit of the doubt <laughs> as, a, as a program that has and not, you know, have not because you've done so well so recently. You know, this would have been... Well, and consistently. Yeah. Like, oh, we didn't just have a good year, you know, a year or two of the last five. We've had a, a pretty good decade, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, you, you most likely didn't play well enough this season to be in the hosting conversation, even for a regional. But you kind of are in the conversation for hosting a regional because of, one, you've done it five years in a row now, or whatever it's been. And done really well, not 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 only in terms of like just being successful in the tournament, but just in, in, in hosting the event itself. Yeah. Fan interests, travel, accommodations, people getting there, people attending, going to the games. I mean winning the games, you know, that's kind of important. Rob Bo, Bro liked to point out that Hubbock Lubbock is called the Hub City. I was like Pump the brakes. That, that that nickname came about because it was the, the hub is in train reference. station. Well, it's I, I actually it's also a place to connect to somewhere else. I, I thought it was the hub city because if if you picture an old style wagon wheel, 
Lubbock is the hub. And then all the spokes are like Brownfield, Littlefield, Leveland, Denver City. Sure. Idaloo. You can work that way too. That's how I heard it was. That's where the hub city came from, according to what I heard. So even if that's how we're using it in conversation, it doesn't really help. No. Because it's it's a hub to the folks in ropes, you know, or, or it's a hub to the folks in Slayton. Yeah. Not necessarily. Littlefield. Yeah. Or uh, UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, anywhere else. Army. Yeah. But they were a fun team to host last year. I, it was a great, very, it was very a great much series. Lot, lot, like, like West Virginia this year, they, um, they small ball you to death. So you, you gotta be ready for that. Mm-hmm. At least they did. Last year. I haven't watched it. Yeah, they played hard. They were trying to steal bases. That was the one game I got to go to last year, and it was a blast. Yeah. But but yeah, I I do think Tech has shown, and Lubbock has shown a lot of success in hosting, and, and um, just the interest in baseball is here. People will go watch whoever the other teams are. They'll go see them, even though they're Tech fans, because they like baseball, and they want to go watch it. And that's, that's as plain as I can say it. Yeah. All right, so Big 12 standings as of yesterday. I don't know why they all changed today. TCU finished first. Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State all there in second, third, fourth, however you want to do that, 15 and 9. Texas at fifth at 14 and 10. West Virginia also at 14 and 10. Kansas State 8 and 16. Baylor 7 and 17. And our Jayhawks, not our Jayhawks, they're just Jayhawks, (laughs) 4 and 20. So nice. So <laughs> blaze, blaze it out there. Uh, so four and 20 and you're telling me that they're one really good kid just entered, entered the portal. Yes, sir. He did. That's, I mean, that's it's shocking. Rough. It was one of those things like, why did, how did, how did you end up there anyways? This is a kid from. So is Hawaii. this, is this a trade? So do we, did we essentially trade Kevin McCullough for this kid? Possibly. Please, is this going to happen? Please. We would win that trade so hard. <laughs> okay. Cause I, I, I don't want to knock him, but I'm going to knock him right here. Okay. Here you go. If Kevin McCullough wants to, wanted to transfer out of Texas tech to get playing time as the starting point guard, he's stupid <clears throat> to try to do that in Kansas. He's going to be the sixth man at best. I don't know what Bill Self and told definitely him. Definitely not not at point guard. Yeah, he, he he's riding that bench. They don't hoard. He wouldn't. I mean, not that he couldn't do it per se, but they don't need him to. He's not a point guard. They have other players who Shh. are willing to do that, and don't tell him. We're recruited to do that. Or his dad. <sighs> Good luck, Kevin McCuller. Still, Cowie. That's what we say. Maui Kahuna. If we can get him, though, we would win that trade. All right, rankings as of yesterday. D1 baseball, because apparently these things change on a daily basis if you consider the Big 12 standings. D1 baseball has you at 8th, dropped down from 5th. Baseball America had you at 12th, down from 6th. It did find it interesting, though. TCU skyrocketed from 15th to 8th after beating Santa Clara. Checks notes, (laughs) Santa Clara. What's, RPI 129 Santa Clara. It's kind of like they were like, oh, oops, yeah, TCU. Uh, oh, we they, better rearrange the conference. They won the whole conference. Yeah, they swept Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? They, they're they pretty good. Pretty good. We, we, we should kind of write this because this will be the last regular season ranking. Perfect game dropped you from fifth to ninth. 
National College Baseball Writers Association has you at ninth as well. Collegiate Baseball dropped you just a couple spots from 12th to 14th. Massey Ratings dropped you back down to 30th. Would they only rank 30? No. No, it's Collegiate Baseball does a 30. Sorry. Yeah, the RPI, ratings are some sort of, it's like some number system. RPI dropped from 33rd to 37. Coach's poll went from 7th to 11th. Not so, a lot of movement. Put all that together. All of it negative, but still not bad. And I still, like I said in the Slack chat, Kendall Rogers with D1 Baseball, we should send him an edible edible bouquet or whatever whatever we send people because D1 Baseball has kept tech, I believe, in the top 10. I don't know if it's all season, but it's pretty darn close. And their rankings carry a lot of weight. So I wouldn't be surprised if they influenced some of the other ones you just read too. Yeah. Um, now this is this was a, a week ago. This is before the the OU series. So I, I need to find an updated one. They had you projected as a host for LSU, Arizona, and Campbell. My goodness, that would have been a fun, fun tournament. I can tell you this: LSU and uh, yeah, that would be that Arizona would, here. Yeah. I can tell you that we were, uh, my wife and I were looking at doing a, like a just one night getaway or something in Lubbock at one of the local hotels. I won't say which one, but it's, it's not a chain. It's one of the local ones. Anyway, their prices were really great this weekend, the weekend of Memorial Day. And then for whatever reason, they're like a hundred bucks more a night the following weekend which all I can think of is that is potentially when tech could be hosting a regional. So I don't know if they know something we don't know or well, they if they be. just anticipate a yeah. lot of people traveling to Lubbock, Texas the first weekend of June, just because it is the hub city. So maybe it's just a, and I'm not trying to knock Lubbock because I love it. I've lived here for like 20 years. So it is kind of a destination. It's getting to that point. There's some cool stuff you can do especially if you're from kind of a smaller town. Um, so I'm not trying to knock it in that aspect, but I, I don't know. I don't know if there's something in the water or what, but yeah, hotel prices in Lubbock are higher the weekend after Memorial Day than the weekend of Memorial Day, which is kind of strange. Yeah. So I, I want to look at the D1 projections for the, the regionals. Yes. And tell me which one of these, like, like if you were a college baseball fan, just in general, if enough, was, enough to go watch four teams that you don't care about play. It's a big if, Spencer. Which one of these okay. gets your motor running? All right. All right. All if right. I was a college baseball fan. So Knoxville, Tennessee. So the, the volunteers okay, as the host, Tennessee, Wake Forest, Wofford, Coppin State. That ain't it. Yikes. That just sounds like. A lot of volunteer beatdowns. Oh, yeah. Well, they are the number one seed. Yeah. The 16 seed, Statesboro, Georgia, Georgia Southern as the one seed. Georgia, Georgia Tech, Campbell. I don't know who Campbell is, but the inner Campbell Campbells. Where are they from Georgia too? Maybe that that that'd be an all Georgia. The, the interstate, the, the the three interstate schools. Already has me excited. That could be a, a lot of fun to see. Okay. This one has my, my attention. Blacksburg, Virginia. So Virginia Tech 
East Carolina, West Virginia, Maine. So again, the top three seat, like the top three schools in that regional could be really entertaining. We went to that Maine baseball game, what, two seasons ago, three? Early, early season. They were pretty salty. They weren't very good, but they they had a lot of attitude. I mean, I, I think they could, I don't know if they've changed coaches. I know nothing about the Maine baseball team. I don't even remember their mascot. Maine Bobcats. Maine Great White Sharks. <laughs> Maine Lobsters. Are they the Lobsters? Maine. Lobster Rolls. Baseball. Maine Man. Bears. Hold on. Beats Battlestar. No, is it Bears? No, I, 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 found, I found a minor league. Oh, gosh. It's not even the first search? No, but it was <laughs> Slugger the Sea Dog. I was like, that's actually a really good one. That's like, oh wait, that's uh, yeah. Uh, Black bears, yeah, bears. See, bears beats Battlestar. I kind of remember that. Stillwater, so Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Louisiana Tech, Davidson. Again, it kind of trails off pretty quickly there. Yeah, but LA Tech, you know, they they, Tech. Yeah, we got to root for them. They're Texas Tech Southeast, Stanford. So Stanford, UC Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara, Ole Miss, Long Island. Nah, not and, feeling and that one. Me. This one is interesting to me. TCU at Fort Worth is projected as a host in the 14 seed. TCU, Texas State, Dallas Baptist, McNeese. Okay, three of the four again. That could be really. There's good. a lot of three of the fours. There's in, a lot of four in the teams. ones you're listening. You're listing. Like, Corvallis, so o- o- Oregon State, Oregon State, North Carolina, Grand Canyon, North Dakota State. I think that's it just because you get to go to Corvallis. Maybe. That's that's well, that's my top one so far. So 13 on the opposite side of this is Eugene. Oh, so well, Oregon. Okay. Gonzaga, NC State, UNLV. Ooh. All right. That could be a good one just to travel to. Coral Gables down in Miami. So Miami, Florida, Connecticut, Florida A&M. Mm. No. South Bend, they're Notre Dame hosting Notre Dame, UCLA, Rutgers, Ball State. No. Big Ten. It's not for me. Stuff. Well, speaking of Big Ten, Maryland, College Park, Maryland, Texas Tech, Liberty, Fairfield. Ooh. Obviously, like. <laughs> Even liking Texas Tech. <laughs> like one of four. That's it. I have no interest in those other three teams. Charlottesville, Virginia. So, Virginia, Oklahoma, Old Dominion, Columbia. Yeah, I don't know. No. This one, this next one is really interesting to me. Louisville. Oh, yeah. Louisville. I was schooled how to say that. Home of the River Bats. <laughs> that's Vanderbilt. Their, that's their minor league team. Louisville, Vanderbilt, Arizona, Wright State. Again, ah, three again, four. Again, that, it's just like, what do you want on your burger? Cheese. Let's see. Cheese, bacon, jalapenos, horseradish. <laughs> Which one do you want on your burger? You get all of them. You get all of them. It's great. This other one may be, well, and and only because of of history with with Texas Tech, this other regional may may be the the first, or maybe only one through four. You're like, okay, I can do that. Louisville's pretty good, though. That's a a tough one. Auburn. So Auburn is the one seed. Coastal Carolina, recent national title. Yes. Florida State. College of Charleston. Who you've played in a super in Lubbock. Okay, so there's... But that was... A while 20, back. 2014 or whatever it was. 
Uh, college stations are Texas A&M, Texas, UTSA Army. Okay, that's really solid. That could be a good one. Especially with just, just A&M to watch and Texas, Texas and A&M play each other. Have to acknowledge each other's existence for Southern. a full weekend. And potentially play each other multiple in, times. In their house. Bluebell Park. They didn't forget the directions to College Station. They still know where to go. It's How not, to get there. It's not that far from Austin. No. It's got the word college in the town. And then last, Hattiesburg, Southern Miss, LSU, Clemson, Belmont. Southern Miss, LSU, Clemson, Belmont. Nope. I, so I'm leaning towards College Station. College Station, Auburn, Louisville, probably top three. Or either of the Oregons. Yeah. Either of the Oregons, possibly. Or Blacksburg, the Virginia yeah. Tech regional. Could be Virginia good. Tech was good. Even And the, the wherever the Stillwater? Georgia one was. Statesboro, Georgia Southern. TCU's was promising briefly because TCU's a pretty good team. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the big 12 tournament plays out and what that does for Texas Tech's chances. That starts tomorrow, Wednesday, the 25th full slate four baseball games. That's a really small picture. I wish I actually squinting. Still, I do have it pulled up still. Um, oh wait, I can zoom. How do All I right. Zoom? Game oh. one is Texas, Oklahoma State, 9 a.m. That could be a good game. It is. Game two, Baylor, TCU, 12.30. Even game two. That's not going to start on time. There's no, no way any of these except the Niner. Because they want they want like 30 or 45 minutes between games. And they're, and they're spaced about three and a half hours. Like, no. The, the one good thing, though, th- these are all at Globe Life Field, so... If there's storms or rain, unless it, I mean, I'm assuming unless it's like a really heavy storm, they can keep playing, right? Just, just leave it closed. Cool 72 degrees. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Just leave the roof closed. It's not like there's going to be a, a, a weather delay. No. Game three, your Texas Tech Red Raiders as the two seed taken on the seven seed Kansas State. And that final game that may not have a first pitch until 9, 10, 30. Scheduled for 7.30, though. Scheduled for 7.30. is not going to make it. Oklahoma, West Virginia. Interesting matchup between two teams. Like I said, like to small ball the heck out of you. Um, although Oklahoma really did enjoy hitting a bunch of home runs this weekend when they weren't a home run hitting team. Yeah, they didn't have to steal any bases. They just <sighs> they, was, they walked. They did a lot of walking around and jogging around the bases. Pissed. I was like, come on, that's not supposed to be your team. <laughs> and then obviously it's a double elimination, so you'll play the winner between West Virginia or Oklahoma. Um. And then once you lose, you got to fight your way back in it. All right, Michael. Here's the problem, right? Big 12 tournament may or may not mean anything for your hosting chances. If it were to mean something, you probably need to at least be competing, like being that last team in that last game to win your side of the bracket to go to the, the title. Mm-hmm. The problem is to win the Big 12 tournament is you got to play a lot of baseball games. One, two, three, four, five games. And that's if you win five in a row, right? That's like the easiest way to do it. In five days. Yeah. We don't have the arms. (laughs) You have arms. Recently discovered arms for three days. I wouldn't be surprised if Tadlock just, I'm not going to say he's going to throw it, but, but he kind of has the history of doing that. He does not care. 
he he's going to trot out some bullpen guy in like the third inning of the Kansas State game and go who's 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 this? What's happening here? Because the problem is like you 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 know you don't need to win the the, the conference tournament to Correct. assure yourself anything. Yeah, you've like, kind of either made your case by then by this not. point, or you haven't. Yeah, right. and winning it wouldn't hurt unless you just really overextend your arms. But you'll still like even if you you know you wrap up this conference tournament on Sunday, you wouldn't play again until the earliest Thursday. So your starters from you know if they only pitched or only started one game, coming back with a seven or eight days at rest. They would have pitched Wednesday, Thursday to come back Friday or Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday. I don't think you have the depth to just pitch guys once. Like if you're getting into a fourth game, you may roll back with Andrew Morris and say, you have 40 pitches. Let's see how far we can get. Yeah. And then go and like chase Hampton. Get the man some eyes. Becker, Beckel. If Gurton's back, you get like 10 pitches. I don't know, man. <laughs> like you just, Wait, you're there's going a Johnny. possibility that Gurton could be back? Possibly. What? It's remote. And and you, you wouldn't like throw him out there as a starter. No, not as a starter, but that would be awesome if he was somehow able to come in this weekend before the regional. Yeah. If he's, if he's good it to was go. Said, I, what I heard was it is remotely possible that he could be available. There's a lot of qualifiers there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Perfect. My reading of that, he's not pitching. But So, the Big 12 tournament is set up in a way that you don't have the arms to do it. So I say win two or three games. Sure. Maybe don't lose the first one. And and, and then be like, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Call it good. Like we'll go two and two. That's fine. We'll just we'll just three see. and two even. We'll see how good our offense is after this couple. You know, first couple of games. Just see how good the offense is. It's just long. You know, as long as you're not showing up with your Sunday offense. Yes. And for whatever reason, we we saw both times it happened when the the series was moved up a day. Andrew Morris and Brandon Burtzel did not pitch well on their one day up. Pitching. I know. And even, I, do you think it's, gosh, because I know baseball is so mental and I'm overthinking it as a guy who, you know, last played baseball when he was like 12. So is, is, is there something to just having your daily routine be on Thursday instead of Friday? That's just too much to overcome. Is it just too weird and strange? Maybe, maybe for these guys. I, I could see that. I mean, it, it wouldn't be crazy to me. Which, it's not a problem. I'm not saying like you have to be so super flexible and pitch on two days rest and oh yeah, throw no. 150 pitches in a weekend. Michigan, I'm looking at you. <laughs> or hey. uh, or the, no, uh, Sam Houston State, that they had that guy that threw legit like 200 pitches in the regional against us. 200? It was something crazy when like he was like, Throwing 70 miles an hour. Like, it was nothing junk. <laughs> Slow enough where, like, good college hitters were like, what is this? 
are you are you messing with faster, me right now? It's like faster than than BP. So like I couldn't just sit back and just mash it, but slow enough. Like I can't I can't figure it out. <laughs> but like he threw like a ridiculous number of pitches, and if, if I don't know if I have the time to do it, I'm gonna look it up. Hey, why don't you look it up? Because I want to tell our friends listening to the podcast about ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio only sports talk platform. We are on it right now. It is free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join our group. You can follow us at 23Personnel. You'll be notified when we go live. We are trying to go live every Tuesday evening, usually between 9 and 9.30 p.m. Central, Texas time. And look for that. You'll get notified and come with those spicy takes. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <sighs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. I've got it pulled up. Okay. Give me a second to do some some math here. So this is the Sam Houston guy from the, was this a super regional? No, it was a regional. Regional. 2017. All right. Um, Stephen Gingery started the first game. Ah. Uh, we're, we're Texas Tech won 6 nothing. Um, I, I got to pull up all these box scores. Lost. And then we lost games two and three against them by one run each. Eight to nine, three to four. And I remember I was listening to the, the Sam Houston State game that we lost the series on. On my way back from Hobbs, after we had closed on the sale of our house out there, I was pumped. I was like, oh, finally done with this stupid Hobbs. <laughs> and then had to listen to this. Is it Cooper Riley, maybe? Maybe not. And I, I, I'm probably a little facetious on who threw what. 200 pitches. So though. Cooper Riley did pitch on, on both of those days, back-to-back games two and three against us. Um, he threw 60 pitches in the first, uh, 55 in the second. Okay. Got the win on both days. Um, let's see. Did he, he pitch in the, didn't pitch in the first game against us. We're at 115 so far. Yeah. So not, not anywhere close, but let's see. see, I'm glad, I'm glad we fact, fact checked this. He's probably a, he's probably a listener of the podcast. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it's it. It's like I didn't I didn't have that many pitches. How dare you say I threw junk? You're you're junk, Spencer. That's what he's saying. I I would be throwing, I would be throwing junk. It would be worse than BP out there. Oh my gosh, I couldn't get it across the plate. I signed up for that thing. You know, this year they had the, um, you go to the link and you put in your name and at, or email or something, and you could throw out the first pitch. Uh huh. And the second after I did that, I just started sweating. Like, what if I win? 
Okay. Am I going to have to throw out the first pitch? And then if I do throw out the first pitch, how do I do it? And oh my gosh, where can I go to practice? And man, my shoulder has been hurting me for a long time because I jumped up a few years ago and got a balloon that was on the top of our ceiling. And I think I threw out my shoulder. So I don't know if I could get it across the plate. Anyway, go ahead. All right. He did pitch in another game in that regional. Uh Uh-huh. Another 45 pitches. Okay. Again, like. So we're sitting at 160. But in all three of those those appearances, he was the pitcher of record when they won the game. So he won technically all three of those games. So excuse me for saying 200 pitches, but 160, 160 in a which weekend. is a lot for yeah. a reliever. That's a lot. I'm sure he throws like crap, but <laughs> just because I want to downplay him, but they, they, they beat us. It's whatever. It's fine. Um, okay. I don't have, I don't have a, a bumper for this because it's, basketball and big 12 related and, and the basketball one is, is too long to go into, but it's just more odds and ends odds and ends again, big news on the basketball front, Texas tech hired their last assistant coach, Steve green of South Plains lured him away from lured Loveland away because he had been there for 20 years. Yes. Over and, 20 and had a ridiculous record of like 700 and 100. Well, they, that wasn't that wasn't all at South Plains. That's no, his overall career. record. Yeah, but yeah, he was five fifty two and one fifty two at South Plains. He began there in two thousand. Yeah, so he's so been he, there 20, 21 years. Yeah, and you know, as a, as an alum of both institutions, I love seeing this synergy. To borrow a, a big corporate term that I hear people say. Yeah, and as much as we talked about Barrett Peary probably, you know, being brought in as the offensive coordinator, then then it didn't work out. Like this guy, I should say this guy. I don't mean to be downplaying Coach Green. Coach Green is being brought in for his offense. Oh yeah, and it's not even really his offense, but it's it's his interpretation and uh, implementation of the Golden State Warrior offense that he became obsessed with. I'm sure you all have seen that New York times article floating around. Like his wife said, we, we just had to find time for him to, to study <laughs> golden state. Like he would be watching games and we'd be like, okay, we're going to take that play and implement it and do South Plains offense. And they had ridiculous success doing it in the past few years. Uh, a lot of guys, uh, whether in proximity or just recruiting, uh, players that you had heard of, Josh, Josh Webster, um, Jordan Bringers, who was committed to Tech at one point. Marshall Henderson was a player at Texas Tech, then transferred out. Had phenomenal success playing at South Plains for Steve Green in this offensive system. And then the guys that were interviewed in this this article were saying it's, I mean, there's there's very deliberate action in the offense, and it's more how guys can get off of screens to get open that opens them up um, for them to find opportunities to score. Right. Anyways, reading it excited. We we've, we've talked about Steve green. We as Texas tech fan base for a while, um, like up in the level of like, uh, I'm I'm thinking his first name is Steve as well. Steve Gomez, the the women's basketball coach at LCU. Sorry, not couldn't tell you. LCU to come on to, to to coach for Texas Tech as well. And that same kind of vein, like super successful at that re, at that level, and everybody's just waiting for him to get that next opportunity. 
And, and supposedly he and Mark Adams have been really good friends going back to when Mark Adams was, was coaching and, and Duco ball. Yeah. And, and that's what I was trying to get at is, is Mark Adams. He's, he's a national junior college athletics association hall of fame coach, right? Is he? So. I know he's a Juco national champion. Right. As Steve Green is a three-time national champion. I can't, I was, I was going to try to look that up on the fly and I, I missed it, but I think he is. And now we've got two on staff. Two Hall of Fame coaches on staff, if that's And they had a mutual true. connection with, with the Sutton family. Sure. Yep. Not, not that Sutton family, but Eddie Sutton. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got you. No, we're, I, we're not going to uh, Yellowstone here. <laughs> that's the Duttons. Close enough. <laughs> I, was like, what, I what, haven't seen that. I was like, what Sutton family do you mean? I, I, I was just rolling with, with them it. in a while. I think it's the Duttons. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Beth Dutton. That's the name I remember. Of course you, you, you attached to Beth there. Yeah, because I don't remember any of the men's <laughs> names. They're just... It's because they were all clothed. There's Gravelly, Gravelly, Kevin... Kevin Costner. That's not called Kevin Fowler. <laughs> oh, let's move on. I'm terrible with names. That's John, by the way. His name's John. <laughs> yeah, he has a thing. He has a thing with the governor. Governor. We don't understand it. Anyways. Exciting news. I'm... I'm, I'm even more hopeful that that's going to pay dividends on the offensive side. The biggest thing is going to have to find the balance, right? Between the energy expended on this offense uh, yeah. and the energy expended on the defense that Mark Adams is going to play, being able to, to balance those. But I think what you see is a team or an offensive system run by green that is predicated on having a really good point guard. Guess and, what? You picked up two really good ones in the transfer cycle this year. Davion Harmon, perfect, perfect fit. Well, and this is just another argument in favor of how well Coach Adams can recruit. Because there's there's no telling how many times people have come to Green wanting him to be an assistant at any anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody paying attention to basketball and all these coaches are basketball junkies. Who knows how many job offers he's sure. had over the last two decades to, to leave level land. And the one guy who got him to do it is, is Mark Adams. Supposedly there was some interest last year to, to get him on staff or maybe he wanted to see how Mark Adams would do in his first year. But yeah, that's pretty dang. Or maybe they both talked about it and was like, I don't know. That's kind of why we hired Peary or maybe, or maybe they talked to him before they talked to Peary and who knows? Yeah. And green might've been kind of lukewarm on the idea or, just flat out cold on it, but Adams can recruit people. We've seen that. Yeah. Multiple times. We've seen it. All right. So this isn't big 12 specific. There've been a lot of rumblings about conferences and how they're going to align themselves and schedule themselves moving forward. And that begs the question after this football season, the big 12 is going to need to divide itself in a certain format. Yes, we must, we must be divided. So I, I, I have four possible options here. Multiplied. Multiplication, not division. We encourage okay. growth here. <laughs> so one is going to be an even split division, right? Or there are, are two division possibilities, like an east and west, mm-hmm. six teams on each side, and north and south. 
Yep. I will tell you though, straight off the bat, like I've, I've had maps here. I'm, I'm, this is for, for our, our sake to look at. Looking at the north-south division map makes no sense. This would be the stupidest way to do it. This is my favorite way. This is the stupidest way. How dare you? Okay. This is the best way. I'm glad we don't agree. Because the north division would span three of the four North American time zones. Yeah, sure. Why not? Three? Really? Oh, yeah, it is three. Mountain time. Mountain. Central. Central. Eastern. Now, if it wasn't for that, it actually does have some really interesting matchups, right? So, so if, if you go north-south, your north division would be BYU, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia. It's great. It's fantastic. Your south will be Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Houston, UCF. Yes. South, I like that division. Yes. North division makes no sense. And it's because of BYU. It makes great sense because you want Kansas and Kansas state to play each other. And you want Kansas state and Iowa state to play each other as often as possible. And then all the rest of it will just kind of go where it goes. I think it's great. And see, I, I, I think you can preserve some of that in protected rivalries, which you, you've seen the, the SEC do where you have teams cross divisionally play each other every year. So I think you but could, in order to do that, you'd have to go with some sort of pod, right? No, you, you, you could do that with an East and West where you, you okay. split Kansas and Kansas state and Kansas state and Iowa state. So the West division could be BYU, Kansas state, Oklahoma state, Texas tech, TCU, Baylor, the Eastern Division being Houston, Kansas, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, UCF. See, I got beef with this one. Because I think Tech should play Houston every every chance they get. Because Houston is so fun to sports hate. And that's going to become Tech's very soon. Mark my word. No, I'm just kidding. But I really think in the next like two or three years, the Tech-Houston it's, it's going to boil up. It's, it's going to be really exciting and a vitriol kind of uh, rivalry. Hurt feelings from 30 years ago, you know, just the whole, they've been in a different, uh, you know, a G5 or whatever for years, even though they're in this massive metropolis of a city, one of the biggest cities in the United States. And then little Lubbock is... <laughs> is in the big 12. I mean, there, there's just all sorts of animosity there. So just, it, just, you know, rural versus, you know, the big city, just so many things. Like how many loops think, do you need Houston? But I think you could preserve that with a cross divisional protected rival, rival, rival rivalry with an East West division where the West makes a lot of sense to me outside of the, the weirdness in the Kansas is maybe, but the, like I said, the West BYU, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor. Or you, you, you could, I don't want to tie myself to somebody. You, you could get fancy. I don't want to be tied down, Spencer. You know, and, and add Kansas State to the east and swing Houston to the west. So then you, you get Texas Tech, Houston, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State on the same side, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State all on the same side. It doesn't have to be a 
a straight vertical line that I drew on this map just because sure. I just split it right down the middle. Yeah, geographically, you just we got to start somewhere. It worked out that way, but yeah. you could say no, the Kansas is going to be together and Houston's going to be on the west. You could do that or you could do the cross division rivalry where Kansas and Kansas State would, would reserve that or would preserve that. Um you'd have to find cross divisional rivals for BYU and UCF have fun with that trip. Um, okay. So you like North and South. My yes, favorite, I do. no, let, let's go with my least favorite option. Okay. It is the four team pods. And I can't even wrap my head around these pods because it makes, it makes no sense scheduling wise. It screws everything up to have three, like to, to try to determine a champion out of three pods. Cause someone's going to get left out. But the groupings make a lot of sense. So like the, the the teams in these four team pods all make sense to play together in my mind. So the like the North pod would be uh, BYU, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And you get the West pod or the South pod, whatever you want to call it. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor. And then the other pod, sorry, West Virginia, you get everybody else. Houston, Cincinnati, West Virginia, UCF. So the Eastern pod, if you would. So you get North or West, Central, and East. I guess. I don't know. It, it, does, it, it takes some really weird finagling on the schedule to make it work in any of the sports. So I, I don't like this one. But it's a possibility if you wanted to be unique and different and have four team pods. I like the three team pod format much better where you get four pods north south east and west oh oh this is interesting how you've done this i, I don't like this so three team Go pods ahead. so north kansas kansas state iowa state east cincinnati west virginia ucf south tcu baylor houston west byu texas tech oklahoma state so, i mean one could argue in this instance, it, it, it is strange. So like, but like in a football scheduling sense, you'd play obviously everybody in your pod. That's only two games. Then you'd play a rotating home and away, two teams from every other pod. Okay. Eight okay. game conference schedule. So it would be like, you'd play Kansas and Iowa state home and away, right? Like one of those would be home, one would be away. Sure. And then like the next year it would be, Iowa State and Kansas, but flip, you know, so you go like one, two, two, three, three, one, whatever. So you get two teams from every pod where you would play everybody within two years. It, in a two year cycle, you've played everybody in your conference. Whereas, yeah, in, but you're going to play some people more than others. Well, it, it would, it would take three years for it to even out. The, but you it wouldn't would, even though. Well, it would even out with across the other three pods. You would at you, least play you, everybody. You would play, you'd play everybody in your in your pod, obviously a lot more. Yeah, but it's play, only two teams. You play everybody in three years. But here's what this allows. Let's say in football, this gets you a conference tournament, four team tournament, <laughs> one two three four, like a playoff. To determine your, your we're champion. gonna we're gonna add games to the the Big Twelve. Well, I mean, why not? Why not? You're you're playing an eight game conference schedule in this format. That's true. So you could potentially have room for a ninth and tenth. 
Potentially. I guess. Well, see, see, I keep going back to the good old fashioned. The divisions. The North and the South. The North and the South makes sense to me. It's comfortable. You've done it before. Yes. It's easy to schedule, right? You play everybody on your side. Yes. Well, you, you, you and then you, you play, you play some, your five, your five teams and then you play some. half of the North teams and then you go. And then in, in basketball, you play everybody in your division twice and then and you, you play everybody on their side once. once. Yeah. And then baseball so is you, just kind of crazy. Well, whatever it, happens it, with baseball, it would be like the same kind of rotation in, in, in football. Yeah. Where you play everybody in your division plus half the other one. Yeah. The problem with this is you're losing conference games. So right now you're, you're playing 18 conference games. Oh yeah. Yeah. As opposed to you, do, you would have in 16. Basketball, you'd play 16. You play 16. If we went this way in basketball, you're, you're right. And you'd play. Oops. Well, well, I, you, I hear that the SEC is having some, maybe we have a, a couple of SEC challenges. You, you're, you'd be playing. Uh, what is that? You'd still be playing eight conference series in baseball. Yes. Whereas you play, you play eight now anyways, because only nine teams currently have a baseball program. Well, and then, and in this case only, it, it, there would be 11. It'd be 11. I was to, you got to figure out how to fund a baseball program. <sighs> Get it together, Cyclones. But apparently some, like Wisconsin doesn't have a baseball program either. Like some big 10, like some big 10 teams don't, have, don't play baseball. And I know Wisconsin's one of them. It's strange. You think like, Wisconsin, they, they're, 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 whatever. Yeah. They probably have some like men's soccer to offset it, like, or hockey. It's probably, it's probably some sort of hockey. <laughs> Anyways, so you, you, you would suggest you, you'd write your letter to Bob Bowlesby or Dear Bob, fu- future Big 12 commissioner, on your way Kirby Hocutt. <laughs> please, please set us up in a North South division. Absolutely. It'd be great. A north-south division. We go to Florida every year. Somehow, play you Houston play every Houston. year. Play Oklahoma State every year. Like Houston, at this point, Houston and Oklahoma State are the two teams I want to play the most every every chance I get. Just because it's, I think, it's competitive, and it's just going to be really fun in all the sports. And then I like the north-south thing because yes. East West is crazy. Going from going from Utah crazy. to West Virginia is kind of wild, but it keeps West Virginia and Cincinnati together. Um, I, I liked the novelty, and, and your pod idea would do this too. But I liked the novelty of oh man, okay. So we start our series with Nebraska this this season. We play Nebraska and Lincoln, and then they come to Lubbock. That's cool. And then next year, okay, we're Missouri's coming to town and then we're going to go to, you know, I, I kind of miss that. Like the, I don't want to say it takes the novelty off, but it's going to make it even more special to go to Brigham Young when, when you're not doing it every year, the largest football stadium in the new big 12. Yeah. Wait, I thought it was UCF. Oh no, UCF's the largest school in the new big, the new big 12. It's insane how big they are. They have so many students. Let's take Arizona State, but they, they also count all their online students because Arizona State 70, has, a, has an insane online program. Oh my gosh! So that that's kind of where I'm at with the smallest. Well, the same 000. deal. Yeah, I mean, like you but get still, to yeah, because even and I mean, I like West Virginia. I think 
they're a great addition geographically. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but culturally it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they're just a it good does now. Yeah. They're, they're a good fit and I've, I've enjoyed them being in the conference, but I think it's going to, it would be even more fun if we didn't play them every single year. You know, if that makes any sense, does that make any sense? It's just kind of like you got to, you got something to look forward to. So let's going to change it up. Let's change it up as opposed to, okay. <sighs> We're playing the same exact teams every year. So no, no matter what we do, no matter what they do, that's not going to happen. There will be some sort of rotation, obviously, because we can't do round robin anymore. We could, but no one's going to go for that. There's absolutely no way we're going to play 11, 11 conference games. 11 conference football games <laughs> and 10 conference baseball One series. true champion, by God! <laughs> and then still have a damn championship game. Game or tournament. Yeah, or, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we well, yeah, one true champion, but we, yeah, we play everybody, but sometimes you got to play everybody again. Uh, but no, I, I don't think it's going to be <laughs> something that anyone's going to... Who was that impression of? I have no idea. Was that Bowlesby? Does he talk like that? Sometimes it gets a little no. fired up. When people have been Does scheming, he? when people have been scheming behind closed doors, little bow ties, back there saying stuff. Okay. <laughs> so again, you, you like North-South. I, I do. It makes... I, you, you've you've talked me into liking our, it more than I did when we started this. Yeah, I would still like the novelty of a pod system, and I like the the four pods: the north, south, east, west, or you can name it something fancy, like like the Big Ten tried to do, and they dropped that pretty quickly. But well, what would we be the Texoma pod? That's what we'd be. Well, but you got to also consider Utah. What about them? Oh, oh, well, I was looking at the the. The four team pod. Okay, wait, wait. The three team, three team. The four pods of three teams. Yeah, we would just be. Yeah, it'd have to just be the West pod, and one could argue too. And because I am a co-host of a Texas Tech podcast, that putting Brigham Young and Texas Tech and Oklahoma State in the same pod, those could arguably be your three marquee programs overall. Well, it depends on which sport. Well, I know, but but also just like national recognition and well, because Kansas is going to own that enrollment and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you're right. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know Houston that it, and Cincinnati have been up there for football, especially yeah. Cincinnati. Houston's been really good in basketball. Yes, Baylor won a national title last year. They sure did. Like, and, and, you just won the Big Twelve in baseball. <laughs> you, you you could argue though, like if you wanted to, like if you liked this this three team pod, you'd be like, hey, religious schools, suck it up. You have to play each other. Oh, that's some true. Really uncomfortable games. Yes, <laughs> and put BYU, TCU, and Baylor together, and that would put Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and Houston together. So it would it would make some weird crossed lines in terms of the pods. But oh, Texas, OSU, and Houston. But that sign me up for that pod. And then, then the, the the religious pod. Really interesting to put the Mormons and the the, the Baptists together. God pod, the God pod. <laughs> That's it. And then we got the God pod, and then we've got the TC. What is what is their affiliation? Uh, they used to be affiliated the with the Church of Christ, but I think they've officially they, renounced that. Because they, I know they like, they've they, gone they, the they KFC like be, route instead of the Kentucky Fried Chicken route. They don't like to be called Texas Christian. No, it, it's TCU. correct. Yeah, 
you know, it's, that, that, I know that was at one point uh, their affiliation. So you, you, you could adjust my north, south, east, west and still do like north, south, east, west, but just have, you know, BYU, TCU, Baylor together in the west and then have Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Houston in the south. Well, the other thing I don't care for about this pod is you've got two of two of the new teams in the East pod. So you've got West Virginia and Cincinnati and UCF, which makes sense. At, it makes as much sense geographically this as is, you possibly could. And, and you know, for my, 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 it's like, I want to play those maybe, guys. Maybe, you know, misguided. I want to change the, the NFC alignments. <laughs> Cause I want it to be much more geographic. Like geography makes a whole lot more sense to me. Cowboys and saints should be playing each other twice every year. Yeah, so just that does not sound crazy to me. Flip the Cowboys and the, the Panthers. I don't give a rats behind about the football giants or Whatever. the Washington football team where they the commanders now. I think they are the commanders and, and the Eagles, the, 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 the Eagles, Eagles I kind of like to hate though. have been good, but like it just, you could you could have these same rivalry games with New Orleans and Atlanta, Atlanta, and Tampa Bay. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, just geography, the, the, the Gulf Coast <laughs> maps, <laughs> magnets, Mister White. Yeah, I, I am. I'm on board with a lot of different things, but I still think I ultimately just come back to the the good old. Nice warm bath of the North South division. <laughs> Big Twelve North, Big Twelve South. Yep. No one's going to go for pods. If if a team with sixteen teams, okay, or on. a conference with sixteen teams, isn't going to go for pods, which the SEC has officially said this week that they're either going to go for a uh, let's see what they have an eight game format where teams play one permanent opponent and seven rotating, or a nine game format where teams play three permanent opponents and six rotating. Which I, I have no idea. Wouldn't that be a pod, though? No. Your three permanent opponents in your four-team pod of 16 teams and then a rotation of the other ones? Come on, SEC. <laughs> You're selling us BS and calling it Skittles BS or something. SEC, more like it. I mean, come on. That's like, it is pod scheduling, but we're not going to call it a pod. You know, that's a Screw good point, you guys. Spencer. Because because that is what that's article in Sports Illustrated. Let's see. Because, okay, what that would be, Michael, is you play your three pods and you play two from each of the other three pods. Yeah. While most officials feel strongly that divisions are likely gone and a pod system first floated out in the fall has been eliminated. The conference is virtually split on what to do next. Eight conference games are nine. And that's that's what he brought up in this article, too. I need to Which, shout out okay. the, uh, Ross Dellinger. Sorry. What he brought up in this article, too, was that the haves are probably more interested in a nine-game conference season than the have-nots, which would kind of make sense because they would want to have more of a chance to pad their schedule and try to get a better record, whereas the haves are like, yeah, well, whatever, we'll play, we'll play nine conference games. I don't care. And then we'll play Missouri, Monroe, Washburn in November, and no one's going to watch. And then, then we'll play in the playoff. I don't know. <laughs> so they're not worried about it, but that's kind of opposite of what I thought. I almost thought the big schools would want to have that option for an extra cupcake to throw in on top of their lavish Sundays. But I do think it's, 
the, the other point that uh, Dellinger brought up in here is if, if their whole purpose is to promote this brand of football and how great this brand of football is, they should play each other as much as possible and to heck with everybody else. Yeah. And so I think that's, it may actually win out that the, a nine game conference scheduled from the sec, which is something I never thought I would see that that might actually win out. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the, the three but permanent opponents and six rotating, you that, are that's right. And, and guess what? You're, you're playing half of a pod. You'll play the other half the next year. You're exactly right. Um, what, what I just described was exactly what you talked about 20 minutes ago. Okay. So going back to your North South, which one is a stronger division? In what sport? Football? The sure. football? Sure. North and South. Football. <sighs> because what, what, what I'm trying to get at here, and actually, no. Let me have you answer first before I tell you why I asked that question. North, South. Who's the better division? North, BYU, Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia versus Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor, Houston, UCF. Going off recent success? Sure. Which is why we, we've added the, the teams that we did add. I mean, in the South, man, I, I think they're pretty even. I really think they're very even. Okay, what about in basketball? In basketball. Uh, I think it probably favors the South, the South a little bit. The South is a little heavier in basketball. Yeah. Because you've it, got Kansas on the top. Yeah. North. Iowa sometimes West good. Virginia, sometimes Kansas State, BYU's, BYU's been, been good. Yeah. Um, but you, you, you've had more like, so like if you were like to seed it, you've got like the number one seed Kansas, then like eights and tens. But then in the South, you've got twos and like you've got much more the middle to upper twos, threes, fours, and Texas Tech, Baylor, Houston. And then you get UCF that's way off the side. Yeah, I, I think football, it's it's very close. And I, I'm leaving tech out of this because I know, guys. We all know. Uh, We're not. But, we are undefeated. Okay? Yeah, but in undefeated. the South, I mean, uh, Houston had a great year. So did Baylor. So did Oklahoma State. Um, and I think we, we've learned that teams, when they get brought up to the big conference, aren't as far off no. as you would have expected. Like when TCU came in, like, Oh, it'll be a while before they're competitive. Uh, like the very next year they were yeah. competing for the title. Like, dang it. Oh, and then in the North, Houston's probably not that far off from being able to be competitive. No. UCF more really than competitive, <laughs> really entertaining program could be competitive. If yeah. My, and my boy Malzahn can keep the bounce house going in the North. I mean, BYU had an excellent year last year. Iowa state had a good year. Cincinnati kind of disappointing. Was Cincinnati was really, really close really to a good. playoff bid. Yep. Or were they? No, no, they, 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 they were in the playoff last year. Yeah. They got steamrolled. Well, still though. Yeah. But you're right. They were, they were there. Um, I mean, it, that's not saying anything. I'm, I'm impressed that they made it. Um, Kansas state has, I think they've underperformed a little bit, but, but yeah, it's, it's pretty even, you know, for the North you've, for every, um, you know, West Virginia, you've got a Texas Tech in the South. <laughs> They've kind of been neck and neck the last several years. So, yeah, it's it's pretty evenly split, but I would say basketball is a little bit more favored, a little bit uh, 
heavier in the South. Yeah, because I would say of of the of the six schools in the South in terms of basketball, UCF is all on all off on its own. Yes, in terms of just behind everybody else, the other five, any one of them could 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 win the the conference title. Yeah, the North, you're probably looking at West Virginia on a good year, Iowa State, Kansas, is obviously going to be the favorite. BYU is going to be a contender some years. So I'm I'm I like how even it would be in football basketball. It's like I said, you've got like the one in Kansas, the top, and then a couple of competitors. Yeah. And then a bunch of contenders in the South. So I've talked to you into I'm, it. I'm, I'm in the sense that like, you know how scheduling would work. It would, it would work out. It's so clean. really easy to do the North-South division again. And then we would get an extra non-conference game. Go back to four non-conference games. W- would you go with the Power Five? Like add like two Power Fives? I think you have to. As much as I wouldn't would really you, want would to. Would you try to go with some kind of alliance? Like, Yeah, with the with uh, Arizona, Arizona State. No, I, I meant like with a certain conference. Would you like, we want to play an SEC team every year. Or we want to play a Big Ten team every Screw year. Screw the SEC. I want nothing to do with them. We want to play a Pac-12 team every year. Sure. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> let's pay, let's play a, uh, a conference USA team every year. I don't care. That's not a power five, but no, See, I, not I, I, SEC. Wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. SEC is going to, if they go to a nine game schedule, they're going to be like, yeah, we'll probably just do a non con with one of the teams we didn't play. <laughs> or no, sorry, no, everyone they would, else. They, they would leave lean even heavier into the cupcake that nobody's ever heard of game in the middle of November. Speak. You mentioned one earlier. One of those baseball teams, Long Island. They'll play Long Island or something in football. Georgia Southern. Yeah, just started their football program back up. But they'll. they'll well, I mean, it's perfect time to go to Tuscaloosa. So, if you want comfortable North South, I think is where we landed. I yeah. I, I, I do like East West. You you could you'd have to finagle not not just a straight line. Get the Kansas schools together on the east side. Get Houston on the west side. Like I, I'm having a hard time. Like, because in terms of parity for, for football, like okay, BYU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor, Houston, and basketball. Like that's a really good division for basketball too. Well, and Texas Tech has had way more success in basketball. Yes, obviously. but not in, in football. No. But not in football, so that's so we would be the 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 last of that division in football, at least probably looking at well between us and TCU right now because TCU is gonna. But even they've they've had our number. Oh yeah, I mean, there's no denying that. But I I just think with their coaching change and just kind of how things went, Sonny Dykes is gonna tank there. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) So I I don't know. I I think there's uh, there's a chance we might. Uh, finish higher than TCU this year. Have also, you watched? I'm also kind of done playing Kansas State every year. Like, I'm <sighs> sick of losing to them, feeling like you could have beaten them every single time you face them, except when they had Colin Klein. I kind of want to go back to rooting for them more than I did. Because, I, I mean, I still root sure. for them. When, when, I, I would root for them a whole lot more if they were If they were division. in the North and we didn't play them every single year, we played them, you know, two years and took a break and be like, yeah, go Wildcats. Now it's kind of like, oh, guys, y'all are 
You don't we like you That's too much. Enough, guys. Too similar. <laughs> Leave us alone. Figure it out again. Says, you, yeah. You got our coach fired. Jerks. Scored 21 unanswered or, or whatever. Or thank you. Cause we, uh, yeah, I don't know. Undefeated Joey McGuire. Hi McGuire. Hi McGuire. Gosh, what was that? 30 minutes. So I could have been like, <laughs> in terms of divisions, I'd be okay. Multiplication with North, South, East, West here. Mm-hmm. What if we drew a I, diagonal line? I don't know. Well, what, like where BYU and UCF are in the same division? Yes. Oh, let's create chaos. No, because then, because that would be five, a six, seven, yeah. five. Well, OSU would be in the, in the, Northeast. the north side of the diagonal. But then we wouldn't play them as often. Uh, but okay. maybe, may, maybe in terms of like teams, schools that run the conference, maybe you need them. Seven. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, 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 I still want Texas Tech and Oklahoma State to run the conference. Yes. Politically. Hopefully. And not like BYU come in there like some Baylor nobody to step up. I, what? I don't know. So, yeah, you, you could get crazy and draw this diagonally and say, you know, BYU, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Houston, UCF. And then Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, West Virginia, Cincinnati. A lot of big eights up, up in that one. It was the big eight, right? Sure. Oklahoma State. The the Kansas, four Kansas, team pod doesn't make sense with only twelve teams. I, I, I threw that out there as a as a possibility just for division sake. Mathematics. Multiplication. So it north south. North south. That's where I'm I'm still there. I still, still, I still want to do a three team pod. That is still number one choice for me. You you, pods are so 2022. You could convince me to to switch out BYU for, for Houston and put BYU or Texas tech, Oklahoma state and Houston. That would make no sense. Well, it wouldn't be as strong geographically tied. No, If if you got TCU and Baylor and BYU in a pod and they're just flying, they're just constantly flying over Lubbock. (laughs) <laughs> the hub city the hub city <laughs> they, they connect no um but like politically though in, in terms of like the way those all, all those schools are run wouldn't that make sense to to put texas tech oklahoma state and houston together i'd imagine and the the religious private schools together yeah but i mean not that that like how their university operates has a lot of say in <laughs> the athletic scheduling. The only way, the only way I could see that would come in handy is with BYU's. If, if they're not going to relax at all on their Sunday scheduling, which I doubt they will, then they would probably get more leniency and more, you know, you would think, but that, that only a school named Texas Christian and a, a, a Baptist school would work with them on not scheduling stuff on Sundays. But that only occurs in baseball and women's basketball. It's the only sports softball. I can find. And softball, excuse me. Softball's definitely on Sundays. And then I think a lot of the spring stuff too, Track. like tennis and all that kind of stuff. Golf. I think they have, I think golf's on Sundays. Well, but, but, but golf is not like, you're not playing that against like a 1v1. Like you're, you're, you're in a tournament. And then you decide if you want to participate in that. It's not, oh. like, it's not like you're going to go play. Like, like you're going to schedule BYU versus Texas Tech golf tournament. And it will, they will, play within a larger field 
and they can decide if they want to play in that tournament or not. Or maybe they don't even have a golf program because they all play on Sundays and they, they, they couldn't get away with it. So, mm. anyways, that's, I've, that's all that, I can do. That, I don't know. That was the discussion I wanted to have. We, we talk about um, pods versus divisions. You've talked me into liking the North South a lot more than I did when we started this. Nice, nice warm glass of buttermilk. That's gross. <laughs> I want butter. <laughs> all right. Do you have any final thoughts on, on dividing the Big 12? You ever had buttermilk? I've made butter. My mom used to like it. I've never drinking it. Drunk it. Drinking. It's not drunk. Drink. I don't even know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like half curdled milk. I, I don't understand what buttermilk is. That's just disgusting. But I think it's it's like a boomer thing or something. Boomer in the generation before. It's it's been lost on me. You know how you can make buttermilk? This is this will describe what it means. Like if you're in a pinch and you're trying to bake something and you need to can't you put like lemon juice in it? It's either lemon juice or vinegar. I don't remember. It's something like that. Something really acidic. Or both. Oh, mm. so sorry. One or the other. Yeah. And you put that into regular milk and it'll kind of curdle enough. Yeah. It'll take the properties. Yeah. So picture that. My mom used to drink buttermilk all the time. You've said that. Her already. and her mom. That's it's fantastic. Thank you. All right. Pair it with a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> well, let's, let's wrap this up and get to what we learned. Huh? Okay. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I'm no either all right want to remind everybody obviously as members of the sports drink network that this fine show is brought to you by sports drink the newly created internet community digital water cooler excuse me i forgot that intersection of sports and not sports or as we like to say where food and sports clash the goal line I was listening to the Gambling Geek Gaucho's podcast. They stumbled over that. They, they were actually talking about us oh. going out to Rojino Barbecue. That's right. But they, they, they stumbled through the where food and sports clash in the goal line. And cross county lines for good barbecue. Oh, for sure. Anyways, Sports Drink, though. They are our network host. They're here to help us grow and to hate on your favorite teams. Rising Tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org. Open Instagram and type in at sports drink, spelled like sports drink, but without the vowels, S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Oh, yes, that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Michael. Yes. I learned some things. You have the, the notes here, and what do we learn? So what do we learn this week? <sighs> I learned a lesson in fire management on my Weber kettle. I learned it the hard way. That's what you meant by Weber. Okay. Yes. So I, I also had a, a grill fire management mishap. I was grilling Sunday dinner on my in-laws propane burgers mm-hmm. and hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I was not prepared for the the grease fire. Oh, ensued. yes. Blackened. Oh, no. Charred and split hot dogs and sausages. And I was pulling burgers off faster. Like I probably lost a lot of my finger here. Anyways. Yeah. Finger hair. I, I have some hair on my knuckles. My yeah. first knuckle. Anyways. Some some Weber <laughs> fire management um, at the McDonald household. What happened? Well, same deal. Same deal. Kind of Sunday. We were raiding our freezer and we had a marinated spatchcocked chicken. 
Nice. Yep. And it was. Did you in, do that? No. No, it was bought Did you buy that way. Yeah, it was bought primarily, which which was really convenient. No, cool. I, I meant deboned. Oh no, it's not deboned. Well, spa- oh, okay, okay. It's spatchcock, so it's you just, just like flattened. They they cut the the chest, <laughs> so you can. <laughs> Sorry, they, they they split them right down the chest, and then you can. So then I was, then I you was, lay them flailed out. I, I was thinking of the the technique where they would debone them to get that same technique or nah. that same that. So Anyways. we we had that and a rack of baby back ribs. Interesting combination, but go on. Interesting combination, and so uh, my wife was like, "Well, you know, we've got these. What do you think about trying to do those on Sunday?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And I had it all planned because I was going to do the kind of hot and fast method for the ribs, which is I was going to get the Weber up to three fifty ish. Uh, ribs on for an hour, unwrapped, wrap them for an hour, and then unwrap them the last hour and spritz them with whatever. I was going to use pickle juice. Pickle juice has worked well for me the last few times. So I had that all figured out. And while it was wrapped, I was going to add more charcoal so that when that charcoal started to catch and it put out all that smoke, that the ribs would be wrapped and they wouldn't be like over smoked and taste like a campfire. The problem was the chicken was taking too long. Okay. So it was like an hour and a half before the chicken was done. And so I needed, by then my fire had gone down quite a bit. And so I wrapped the ribs and I started like putting wood on the fire. I started putting charcoal on the fire. None of it was really catching. What I should have done was start some charcoal in my chimney, but I kind of thought about it too late. Yep. And so tail between my legs, what, it, what I ended up doing was something I have not done in many years. I finished the ribs in the oven. And I felt very defeated about it. <laughs> it's not bad. Because I started losing heat. I mean, I, it was just, it was, it was going down to 275 to 250. It, you know, I was, I was just not able to get the heat to come back up. And so I warmed up the old... The old oven and put the ribs in the oven, let them finish in there. So I, I not am, my best ribs, but they were edible. I'm, I'm, I will, I will confess this. If I haven't said it already, I've, I've finished a brisket in the oven before. I used to do that all the time when because I here's had, the thing: once you wrap them, you're no longer getting smoke on them. So then you're going through your fuel, whether it's pellets or wood or whatever it is that you got your fire going on, just for heat. Well, I've and, got an electric device that does that for me. Yeah, and it's it's nice to. Anyways. Now that I have the option to finish it in my pellet smoker, I do because it doesn't take up the oven in the kitchen in case we're trying to do something in there. And, you know, a lot of times it's hot. You don't want the oven on in the kitchen if you don't have to. But yeah, before when I was first, especially when I was first figuring this stuff out, I had like a hand-me-down grill that was just a charcoal grill that I kind of used as a smoker, even though that's not what it was for. And so I absolutely, it was so hard to maintain heat and to do everything just right just to get that first six hours or seven hours of brisket. So by the time I wrapped it, and back then I did wrap it in foil. I don't wrap it in foil anymore, but... Texas crutch. Yeah, the crutch. So I would wrap it in foil and absolutely throw it in the oven. Look, I'm not worried like, about fire management. I'm done with anymore. this. <laughs> this thing is not... This this is not meant to be used as a smoker, but I'm, I made it work. Anyway, so that was what I learned. And then I watched Top Gun, which apparently you... I've watched it recently. It's not not as recent as I thought, thought it was. 
uh, I said the original. It's only the, <laughs> it's the, only, one. the only one out currently. Uh, Although the new one's coming out was it this this week, right? I am going to see it. There, it's actually depending on. I think I think some places it's open and even tonight, Tuesday night. I'm going to see it Thursday night. What happened to everything just coming out like midnight on Friday? Or well, like Thursday night. It, into it got into Thursday. Excuse me. It got into Thursday. And then yeah, I think it gets even like trickled. It would, it would release on Fridays and then, then they started, they moved to the, the midnight release on Thursday. Yeah. But I, I, Cinemark, I can even remember like it was, it was Batman. What was it? Uh, 2008. They were showing it like eight o'clock, nine o'clock Thursday night. Yes. So th- Thursday's commonplace now, but I even were, I was getting emails last week from Cinemark saying, Hey, we have special showings of Top Gun Maverick Tuesday night. And I was like, well, I, yeah, I would release, go, but I record a podcast on Tuesday night. The release date is officially Tuesday, May 24th. So I've seen. It's out there. People have seen it. As far as seeing Top Gun. So me saying I've seen the original. Screw you, Michael. What? It actually was the original at the point of recording. It was released today. Oh, well, I knew the what you one. meant. I knew what you meant. <laughs> but I, uh, I think this was only my second time to just sit down and watch it the whole way through. Um, I was taken aback by how sweaty everyone was. Aggressively, aggressively sweaty. sweaty. As you said, I was like, <laughs> man, that's that's true from what I remember. Like, oh my gosh, because they're, they're they're coming out like even out of like a shower or something. There's so many they're showers. St- they're still sweaty, constantly like, showering, glistening. Like like he shows up to the his love interest's house. He shows up to Charlie's house, Kelly McGillis, and then takes a shower at her house. No, he just asks to, and she's like, no, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So they proceed to hang out and have like a glass of wine. And then he leaves and says he's going to go take a shower. <laughs> like what? Like the whole... Anyway, yeah, showers are a very big part of Top Gun. <laughs> Which is funny because like I, I, for some reason I remember you telling me you, you, you take lots of showers too. Oh yeah, sure. Multiple a day. Yeah, yeah. I just all the time. So for, for the, the half second of like he was singing the, the song from Top Gun. Yeah. Well, uh, that was what I was going to get at. As guitar. much as it's one of those movies that you can kind of make fun of because it's really super 80s and there's some super cheesy parts. Um, but man, if the dogfighting scenes and, you know, anytime they're in the planes, those scenes are still, those are really impressive. You know, 36 years later. Those are still really cool to watch. And the sound design is really incredible. And it's something that uh, I didn't realize this, but I was watching it thinking, man, they really did a good job getting the sound of the jets flying by. And, you know, what you're seeing on the screen is the sound matches up with what you're seeing. It makes sense. They were Oscar nominated for best sound editing and best sound effects. You looked that up. I looked that up and I felt so validated. I was like, yeah, see. Yeah. I know a thing or two about sound. Tell you what. So you know what I, I just found interesting or fascinating. I don't know where to use a second ago. Incredible. Incredible. Yes, incredible. You know what I find incredible? How poorly Val Kilmer has aged. Well, okay. He's got <laughs> dude, have you seen his have you seen his he's got like th- throat cancer disease or something? This was one of the first pictures that came up when I looked up Val Kilmer. Yeah. The dude's he's sick. He's got health. He's got health issues, man. You got to, you need to watch his, uh, Amazon. I think it was Amazon. His documentary. I think it's called I am Val. As related to this image that 
still, this is a good 20 years post Top Gun. Well, sure. Still look, still got it. Well, yeah, but I think he's, he's just had, he's just had some health stuff going. And then of course, and Tom Cruise is just not this young stud from yeah. the movie. The Iceman, he was great. Val Kimmer was great in, in Top Gun. Like he was like the the good guy villain. Yeah, he played by the rules. <laughs> he was a really good pilot, but he played by the rules. That was kind of his only thing. So he and he and Maverick would butt heads because of their philosophies. Oh, and their uh, their volleyball scene. Yeah, yeah. It was intense. Aggressively sweaty there too. Oh yeah. Well, anyways, that's why I wanted to take a shower because that was he went straight over to Kelly McGillis's house after that, and he was like, "Hey, sorry I'm late." Well, if you're gonna just keep preparing dinner, I'm gonna take a shower. And she's like, "No, <laughs> we're gonna eat." Anyway, that was just really weird. I want to watch a lot of weird now. things I in watch the movie. It again. I want to watch it. And it's worth it's worth watching. The uh, I remember when the trailer first came. Was it the Super Bowl last year? Oh, for Maverick? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. It may have been longer than that. Like, I, I remember, like, getting, like, excited. Yes. And, like. It felt like you were watching. Yeah. Cause when, when it came on, I was like, this is Top Gun. Yeah. I mean, I don't have. So good. The, 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 the first trailer when it came out was so good. Yes. The, the you know, the original Top Gun, it's fine. I'm, I never had a thing really for or against it. But I'm the same way. The second that Top Gun Maverick trailer came out, I I just was like, "This is this, this looks is happening." Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've got to see this. I don't I don't even know. I don't remember what happened in the other one. I don't really care. the The trailer looks insane. I think Tom Cruise is flying an F eighteen. I don't know how they're getting this footage. I want to see this movie. Yeah, I think he really just they just were like, "All right, man." We're going to shoot you off the deck of this carrier. <laughs> Best of luck. It's, we put a GoPro up there. <laughs> we're we're going to remote control this like a drone. You're yeah. just going to sit in the, in the thing and do that thing where you, where you breathe or whatever and pull some G's and, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what makes the editing room floor or not. Anyways, it's crazy. Yeah. So I'll, I'll see it Thursday night. Thursday. It comes out. Speaking of Thursday, I'm going out of town this weekend. We are officially listing our house on Thursday. Yikes. So what we're doing, we're actually having photos taken of the property tomorrow. The property, the house, the property tomorrow. So like we've been cleaning and staging and moving crap like crazy. And of course, like I mowed my yard Saturday. Oh, I was like, I'm going to get one more in, but before pictures are taken and before we show it, just real quick story that's going to take longer than, than I think it will. We were at my in-law's house this afternoon. We were moving some stuff over that couldn't go in the storage shed, but couldn't stay in the house. Going into their house. Coming back, it was like 4.30. Looked at the weather app. Strong thunderstorm warning. Rain starting 25 minutes. It's like, oh, no, I've got to mow. Oh, so you were, you were trying to beat was, the rain today. I was booking it down university from my in-laws house. I, I was telling my, my, my older Sorry, son. Sorry, officer. I got him. <laughs> tell my older son, like, when we get to the house, I need you to empty out the playpen so we can put Hayden in there. I need you to watch him. <laughs> I, have to, I have to mow. And I, I sent off a series of tweets. I don't know if you saw it or not. 
the uh, the screenshot of the weather map. Well, if you hadn't sent out those tweets, you'd been you could been out there mowing. I, I did that while I was driving, by the way. Oh my gosh! Because I wasn't even home yet. And you're Scott like flying because you're oh, trying yeah. to. Oh, this is terrible. So I, I had I had mowed the backyard because it was the worst on Saturday. I, I couldn't get to the front yard. I was like on Saturday, I was like I have to I have to do at least the backyard. I have to get that done because it was fescue. It was like six inches tall, but like all the seed head was up, so it was like oh it was yeah, white. yeah yeah. I was like this. Whew, we had to get this taken care of. So I was like, okay, well, at least I have that. I don't only have to do the front and side yards. But Michael, I have never moved that quickly. I'm going to walk behind mower before. It was raining. Was it a soft jog? Basically. It was, you were mowing in the rain? The last few minutes, it had started to rain. Yeah. Like, I remember I was, I was probably at one or two rows left, and I saw the first droplet hit on my side. I was like, oh, no. And of course I was on my side yard trying to wrap that up really quickly. And I saw like the first flashes of, of lightning. I was hearing the thunder like crap. I got to go. Yeah. Let so me push this metal thing around for a while. So I, I didn't, I, I was able to finish mowing. I didn't trim or edge or even blow off the, the grass clippings. It's like, it'll well, wash off. If it's, if it's going to be having enough rain, it'll wash off. And I was watching it. It didn't wash off as well. It's like, oh, crap. I'm going to have to get out there tomorrow with a blower to, to finish it off. Anyways. But you mowed, got it done. Mowed in the rain. First time I've done that, literally, I wouldn't say sprinting. I was, I was moving hastily. Probably That's not the impressive. Best, not the best cut because, you know, you need to give the time. Mower the time to do its thing. Well, yeah, especially if it's, if it's uh, very wet grass. From being rained upon. Because it had rained the, the previous night. So I was like, I, I got to make sure that we, we get out there. But anyways. The wheels start digging in. That, that That's your going yard update. With a little <laughs> bit of a house listing. If you're in the in the market for a, a three-bedroom, two-bath house, South Lubbock, Bell Farms, the highly sought after. The DMs are open. At 23 personnel. <laughs> at my realtor, Cole Wisenhunt. There you go. Listing goes live Thursday. Showings will start Thursday afternoon. So you'll have a few hours to, to get those scheduled. Yeah. But anyways, we're going to be out of town. So my realtor's like, great. We'll, we'll, we'll list this as a, a show and go or go and show, whatever he called it. As soon as they, they confirm it, then they can just go see it instead of waiting on us to say, yes, we're available. You can come see the house. We're going to get it as show ready as possible Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. And then we're leaving. Good. And then he said, if all goes well, when you come back on Tuesday, we'll have some offers to go over. I think that is exactly what's going to happen. And then I won't have to be like, we won't have to be living the listing life of yeah. always having to have the house spotless. Yes. And being ready to jump out of the house with a 30 minute heads up. Yeah. I if hated that. Yeah. When, when my parents were doing, when, when they sold their house and they moved in the house they're living now. Hey, I got someone to see the house. Can you all have it ready in 15 yeah, minutes? Yeah, so like we would like throw everything back together and then run through the house with the Glade because I always wanted to smell good as when people first walked like, in. I just fried three pounds of bacon. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. We, so, just, we just steamed a bunch of broccoli. Oh my gosh. I, I made like, a, 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 right a now, dozen but. deviled eggs. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, uh, It'll be on 136th in Waco. So when you see that listing go up, 
you'll know you're uh, you're negotiating with a 23 personnel podcast host. Uh-huh. So but, if that's something you're looking for, let us know. I may, may, may put a good word in to the owner, the seller, to consider that offer a little more closely. I'm selling to a a fan. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, more people are recognizing Rob Bro from our show than his own radio show. That doesn't his even podcast. make sense. I still don't believe Does that. Not making. I think sense. he says that just to make us feel better. It's nice of him. If he's still listening, if any of you are still listening, an hour and forty-two minutes, and we appreciate it. <laughs> I gotta go to bed, man. Me too. Well, no, I, I, I gotta get back and get, get get back to work. All right. I think that'll do it for us on the Twenty Three Personnel <laughs> Podcast. Almost two hours in. This is going old school for us. We haven't done that in a long time. So we have to talk about division and multiplication and pods and how stupid the SEC is. Fire no pods, but three teams. <laughs> Rotating. rotating six other games anyways for michael i'm spencer we'll catch you guys next time thank you for listening to the 23 personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the texas tech red raiders you can connect with us on twitter at 23 personnel spencer at punt suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK and find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.